I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, happy Thursday and welcome back to the news du jour. Did you guys know that we have a merchandise shop? You can go to it by simply going to www.sugarfreemedia.co forward slash shop. And if you've already checked it out and there's things that you know you want, why not tell a loved one that that's what you want for Christmas and support our podcast as well as having something cute to wear that says sugar-free media on it. We actually also have products that say news du jour if that's what you want it to say. So um, we really have like everything that you can imagine on there. So um, I'm thinking of making some gift guides that maybe pair things up, but also someone gifting you a Patreon subscription. If you can't pay for it yourself, but you'd like to support us and you'd like to be a patron, Asking for that for Christmas as a gift is such a great way to uh, help support us, but also get all of those free perks that come with a Patreon membership. So definitely consider doing that this holiday season. And now we will go ahead and jump into the news. So our first story is about Escape of the Zebras. So apparently in the state of Maryland... Zebras have been on the loose, enjoying life for about four months. It was actually three of them that had escaped from a local farm, and one was found dead afterwards, unfortunately snared in a hunter's trap. But the two remaining zebras have been evading all attempts at capturing them. This had local residents giggling as the two made backyard appearances and even used crosswalks alongside pedestrians in towns. They drank from local streams and ate grass as they roamed. People are still a little unclear as to how these zebras escaped in the first place or why a farm in Maryland had zebras living on it, but apparently they have been quote-unquote returned back to the herd. Yeah, so today's episode is a bunch of like shorter stories. So just as a heads up, um, New York's first female head of police is coming in within months of the first female governor being sworn in. The NYPD is the country's largest police force, and they are facing more crime than in recent memory. As we all know, crime rates have been going up since the pandemic, and it's really time to turn things around in the Big Apple. Is Kichant Sewell up for the job? Definitely seems like it. After 23 years on the force, her selection as chief of police was confirmed by the new NYC mayor, Eric Adams' office. 
Sewell grew up in Queens. She has been an undercover cop, worked in the narcotics and major crimes unit, and even worked as a hostage negotiator. Not an easy task. She had been the chief of detectives since 2020. Adams himself was actually a police chief once, so he's certainly a well-trained eye at an important juncture for the city. Adams's office vetted Chief Sewell very thoroughly, even putting on a mock press conference to test her at the helm and see how she'd fare. The two plan to team up to help rid the police force of abusive and prejudiced officers. Police accountability is a major issue in New York City, as it is around the country. Let's hope that these two can bring in a new approach and help turn things around for the better. And what's even more exciting about this is, come January, the state of New York and the NYPD will both be run by women. That symbolism is huge. For this next story, I wanted to issue a content warning before I even read the headline. This story discusses racism against a black woman. A black woman was wrongfully arrested naked and was awarded $2.9 million in a cash settlement. The Chicago City Council voted to award Anjanette Young a $2.9 million settlement after police raided her home, handcuffed her while she was naked. At the time, she was crying and kept telling them that they had the wrong person, but they did not listen to her. She asked to see their warrant, and they would not show it to her. As it turns out, the actual target of the warrant had already been arrested and lived across the street from Young. Young and her home have since been proven to have nothing to do with any crime. They kept her handcuffed for 17 minutes naked, even though their target was nowhere to be seen in the apartment. So many laws and policies were broken with these actions. Young was humiliated and in a way that no one should be. And she hadn't even done anything wrong. The officer in charge of this raid, Sergeant Alex Walensky, has since been fired for a variety of misconduct offenses from failure to show Young a copy of the search warrant, failure to knock and announce, and participating in the disrespectful treatment of Young. Now that she has been awarded this settlement, the case is finally closed. We all know this incident could have ended so much worse. And I'm glad that she's okay and has seen justice for what happened. I just hope that she can move on with her life in dignity and put this behind her as best she can. And for our next story today, Representative Scott Perry joins Representative Boebert in alleging that Representative Omar has ties to terrorist organizations. So following all of the crazy craziness with Bobert and the death threats made against Representative Omar, Omar chose to introduce a bill to combat Islamophobia here in the U.S. 
If you have no idea what I'm talking about, definitely go back and listen to our episode. I think it was last week where, or maybe early this week, where we discussed Bobert and Omar going head to head and Bobert's very, very discriminatory comments against Representative Omar, who is black, Muslim, and wears a hijab. And during the debating of the bill she introduced, though, (laughs) let's just say the Islamophobia within the ranks of Congress was on full display and the need for this bill was made even more clear. A Republican representative named Scott Perry from Pennsylvania said, quote, We all agree that nobody should be persecuted based on their faith. We all agree on that. But American taxpayers shouldn't be forced to pay terrorist organizations, organizations that the maker of this bill is affiliated with, like the one that's unindicted co-conspirator is the largest terror finance case in the United States of America's history, end quote. I am pretty speechless with this comment, especially because he said this on the House floor with everyone to see. He went on to accuse Omar of being anti-Semitic as well. And the irony there is just horrifying. Um, Anyway, I I have really no words beyond that just to share that with you guys um, and let you know that there is a position called the House Parliamentarian and their job is to enforce the rules of the House. And they found that these comments were not in line with the rules of, you know, civilized procedure in the House of Representatives of the United States. So most likely there will be some type of consequences for him making these crazy claims against another representative that have no foundation. Um, thank God. But it's exactly what Bobert did just behind closed doors, kind of. So it's interesting that they would punish him for saying it with the world to see, but wouldn't punish her for saying it to donors and supporters. Um, that's a really interesting line that they've drawn. So we'll have to see what consequences he might face. We will definitely keep you guys posted on that. So for our last quick story before we go today, I wanted to give you guys an update on Derek Chauvin. So Derek Chauvin, in addition to the crimes that he's already been convicted of, was charged in federal court with violating George Floyd's civil rights. He decided to plead guilty to this charge just the other day, finally seeming to admit some fault in the scenario. I just wanted to give you guys that update so you're aware of what's going on with him. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Children are like wet cement. Whatever falls on them leaves an imprint. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. 
go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.